Hey, Brian Wilson, Texas Lawhawk. Say Funky Town Podcast. Funky Town Podcast! What? Funky Town Podcast! Funky Town Podcast! Funky Town Podcast? Funky Town Podcast!
welcome to Funky Town Podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey Lord, with Joe's on the ones and twos, and Zach's here this week. Hey, guys. And that song was Wayne Grow. Is that how you didn't pr- uh, pronounce it? Wayne Grow? Wayne Grow. By the band C-I. C period, I period. Um, the uh, name of the album is Contemplating Imperm- Impermanence, right? Contemplating Impermanence, yes. Impermanence. Um, now, is that the name? So that's my first question is, uh, so CI, is that what CI stands for? Or is it just C period, I period? And then it'll be... It stands for what you want it to stand, stand for. for. Yeah. Yeah. The, there's nothing behind the initials. Um, we always try to have several of those loaded up. Um, my favorites are calf implants. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> or car insurance. I always like car insurance. Yeah. That's Corporate image. Yeah. It's a bar. Yeah. Right. Corporate image. Really? That's yeah. a bar on the east side? Yeah, it's, co- it's a cool place, apparently. I've never been there. Hmm. Yeah. Now, there's a bar called Calf Implants? Calf Implants. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Still there there should be. <laughs> Maybe they'll sell calf fries. Calf fries. Right. Mm. Have you ever had calf fries? I have not. No. Is that nuts? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah, think I, I think asked I that question when I came oh, wait, to yeah. the band. <laughs> I asked you guys what it stood for, and you guys were like, we don't really have a... And then the all definition. of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden it was contemplating impermanence as far as I knew. Where did that come from? I don't even know myself. Was somebody so contemplating <laughs> impermanence? There's <laughs> a weird coincidence there because Ben already had the name CI kind of wherever so that came were, from. All this, so in the early 90s in Fort Worth, there was a band around here called the Codependents, and they had a song called CI, and that stood for constant irritation and I always loved that demo that they had I saw them play with Born Against in I think 1992 down the street over here at Mad Hatter's and I picked up their demo for about two bucks I think I bought it off of Tony anyways I always really loved that song and it's these days every good name has been taken up so uh, I saw that name and uh, or saw that song title and I contacted the drummer from that band and asked him if he would be cool if we, with us using it yeah so that's kind of how it started and we just peter and i just decided we'd make that mean kind of whatever we wanted it to mean uh then coincidentally later on when we i got a hold of jason barnett to do some artwork i was looking through uh some of the pictures that he had already done and he had one that kind of jumped out at me and that turned out to be entitled contemplating impermanence okay oh. so it kind of fit right in with what we were already doing. I really liked the artwork and the uh, title of his piece matched the initials of our band. Yeah. So we used the title of his piece for the first album and kind of decided from there that we'll just maybe maybe make preceding albums, uh, have that have that CI initial and just kind of work with that. It, gives, it makes, makes it a little less difficult to come up with something when you're got great titles like calf implants and insur- car insurance yeah. stuff to flow or float around you know so that's where the name came from so um i guess i probably should have done this first everybody in it introduce yourself and what you do in, in, in the band no <laughs> yes. no we can start with uh we can start with andrew uh, i'm andrew and i play the drums okay i'm ben i play a guitar i'm bob nash i play bass i'm peter i play less guitar than ben um all right yeah so um probably the first thing that everybody notices if they haven't heard you guys before is where's the singer i kept waiting for the vocals to come in and there's um 
there's not a vo- vocalist. Was there ever a vocalist, and um, y'all got rid of him and was like, let's just do this without a vocalist, or did y'all just always want to be like an instrumental band? Or we had we had thought about trying to find vocalists, but if anybody anybody has ever started a band, especially a rock band, nobody knows that it's hard to uh, it's hard to come across vocalists, especially hard to come across a vocalist that sounds original and yeah like something that you would want to complement the music and we just weren't ever successful in finding that and we were having fun just making the music so uh we just kind of decided to go with that go with the music part one of the fun thing about um the album not having a vocalist is as you're driving around you can kind of be the vocalist you know (laughs) you can kind of just do your own little thing and um there have been times where I've tried to like do it the way you would think, you know, kind of stuff. And other times you try to slow it down and do like the little roll slow over the really heavy, you know, fast up. But like where the singer's doing like half time almost over on top of it, real elongated, you know, stuff. It's just, it's interesting. You want to do vocals? No. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Let's go ahead and put the offer out here. What I always tell people is uh, you can download our music for free off of Bandcamp and, uh, if you want to sing in this band, you know, it's there. Just record your vocals and, and turn it in and we'll grade it. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> I mean, somebody could do that if they wanted to? Yeah, and if you can't do that, then you're definitely not ready to sing in our band. Right. So, <laughs> But if you are ready to do that, you know, we'll listen to anything. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's um, I think that's basically how Eddie Vedder got into a Pearl Jam, because I think it was Mother Love Bone or whatever, and they sent like three tracks of theirs down to... San Diego, where he, he was, and and then he, there was just music, and then he wrote li- lyrics and then sang the vocals over the songs and sent them back, and they were like, God, this match is great, and then they started Pearl Jam or whatever. I think yeah. that's how wow. the story went, you know. Huh. But it was some instrumental pieces. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it was like the, some instrumental pieces. The bit this week is I'm going to talk as much as possible, just because <laughs> you don't have a mic. So, yeah, Joe never talks, and now that he doesn't have a mic, he's like, I got I'm something just, to say. I've got something to say about everything. Yeah. <laughs> What do, we, what do we want to talk about? I've got some questions. Go ahead. Sure. No, Ask a question. No. <laughs> so, um, so yesterday, uh, Muzak and Susie found ourselves up at shipping and receiving. They have a, um, a recording studio on there called Nile City, mm-hmm. and they're making the. Um, it's called Frequencies Ten. It's fourth weekly thing that, that they do every year for all the bands. Not all the bands, but for some of the bands that are nominated for the weekly awards, they'll make like a little compilation, put it out. So we're up there with some of the bands that were recording, and um, we're talking to one of the bands. I think it was In Vogue who did a Vogue machine. Vogue machine, yeah. <laughs> in Vogue, Vogue, Vogue machine, and they did they a are um, quite in Vogue, though. yeah. Um, they did a uh, live music for yoga. Uh, yeah. So like those those are yoga people, and they played music while these people did you know, you know yoga. So I thought that was really interesting. We were talking about different music that you could do yoga to, and we got into kind of heavy metal stuff and. Um, how, how it can be kind of a therapeutic if you're angry you don't punch it out or whatever but I was thinking listening <clears throat> to this album it is kind of um, meditative you know you can kind of get into it with, without lyrics and stuff to yeah. like thinking about what the person's thinking you're just kind of in this zone and it just kind of gets inside of you absolutely and kind of beats and kind of you know what I, mean? I had a thought about that and it's the, the name contemplating impermanence and I thought that that was the relationship between you know because um that I looked at, I googled it, and uh, you know, it's something. It's like a Buddhist thing. Oh, it's okay. a meditation mm-hmm. technique, I believe. So a contemplated permanence. Contemplating impermanence. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's a it's a practice. But I think this could be um, 
in a weird sense, you know, kind of a, a meditative, not your typical fluty, you know, mom, thing or whatever, but yeah. Well, somebody, some uh, guy at one of our last gigs had mentioned something along those lines that he, he liked that, uh, and we had thought about this before too, that he liked uh, the fact that there wasn't any vocals because you could kind of take the songs to mean whatever they meant to mm-hmm. you. You know what I mean? It's up to self-interpretation. You don't have a vocalist telling you what the song is about. You have a title that gives you a vague idea of what we were thinking about or nothing <laughs> whenever right. whenever mm-hmm. we came up with the title. Yeah, well, so. so yeah, so like even like Wayne whenever I first heard it, for whatever reason, I'd, I'd imagined a gringo named Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen awesome. the movie Heat? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Is that the, <laughs> that's like yeah. the Al Pacino movie or whatever? Yeah, there's a character in that film named Wayne Grow who is a piece of work. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was the one that named you that. Named Bobby's the piece yeah. of work that came up with that name. Well, <laughs> we threw him a bone and let him have that one. I kind of well, thought about it from the terms of that part in the movie where Pacino's about to get away with the girl, but then uh, What's-His-Face calls him and says, hey, I found Wayne Grow. He's here. And you know, he wants to go get revenge on him because he killed What's-His-Face earlier in the movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and so that, that uh, like, what was going through his mind at that time, like, I could do this, but he's angry, so he wants to start. He wants to do the other thing. So that's kind of where, where I was when I thought of So it meant that something. That's, that's what that music meant to Bobby. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And it probably didn't mean anything <laughs> like that to you whenever you... But I didn't have any better ideas, so yeah. it worked out great. And I think it's a good title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked. Yeah, so, so I was wondering um, how often the titles... Um, like, do you write a song um, trying to give a certain idea or whatever, and with it being hard to do without lyrics, if that's you use some of the titles to kind of express the idea... We definitely don't all have the same answer to that. I know that when Ben writes music, it tends to be about something, and he's kind of got an inspiration in mind that he's kind of working out. Uh, I don't know if there's anything on the first album of that nature, but I know the stuff that's going to be on album number two. He's got some songs that were written about specific times in his life. But when I write music, it's really the opposite, where I don't really like to talk and I can play how I feel so much better than I can say how I feel. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's just about, it's music about music, or it's music about entering a kind of dreamy, playful space that's other than your regular waking life. And so the titles come quite a bit later for me, and it's mostly, it'll be an inside joke, or it'll just be some random phrase that's stuck with me but it's there's no direct connection between the music and the title okay i used to mess around with like a synthesizer and stuff and i would try to make like little instrumental pieces and none of my titles really had anything to do with the song i just try to try to make something that i thought was fun and cool you know Mm -hmm. like this this sounds good together and i'll just know that 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 sounds kind of neat and just oh cool cool cool, and this this is going really well and then i'm done and then i'm done with it and I would just try to come up with a clever name like Return of the Jetta or you know I think I had one called <laughs> Homosexuals on Parade you know um, <laughs> but it was just it had nothing to do with anything I just thought these are funny words to put together as a title you know yeah. into this fun little whatever deep loop I was doing Yeah. but you know I was wondering you know if, if other people are like I have this idea this is the name of the song this is what I, this is the kind of emotion I want to I- express and then I come from that point trying to write this piece that's way more 
I guess, I think difficult, but also intuitive, intuitive to be able to get down inside and bring tones out. It, yeah. it kind of works either way. Uh, usually, usually, I'll usually start coming up with some riffs or, or a song idea before I, <clears throat> before I come up with a title for it. Uh, sometimes something that I'm coming up with while, like, while I'm in the process of that, it'll make me think of something and I'll uh, attach a title to it then. Other times, there, there's been plenty of songs that we didn't really, I think most of the first songs on the album we didn't really have titles for until later. Mm-hmm. I, kind of, I kind of maintain a little a list of potential tong- song titles in my, in my phone. Yeah, (laughs) because I don't want to forget anything. So, anyways, yeah. yeah, So that you know, after you come up with something, if you can't think of a name for it, I'll kind of go through the list and see if anything fits. We had like twenty-five just banging song titles (laughs) on a whiteboard at our old space at Grindstone when it closed, and I still have all those on my phone. You've got them written down. I was going to say, I took a picture. What room were you guys in at Grindstone? Couple different ones on the top floor. I think the main one was eleven. It was a really big one. Yeah. yeah. What's uh? I think we were in thirteen. We were like around that corner, like behind the bathroom. Okay. Okay. Well, he changed it up too, and he the last made one a bunch we were in was rooms out of bigger rooms. Yeah, the last one we were in was number seven, I think. Yeah. What is st- the name? I'm, I'm can't believe I'm drawing a blank. What was the name of the su- successful cover band that we that moved into Poo our live crew? Two live crew. Two live crew. Yeah. So we we lost some members and couldn't pay for that room so did, anymore. Did we so. move into the Raging Boner room? No. no. Okay. It was a different one, but it was Raging Boner sized. Okay. <laughs> I thought he said Did Reagan it? Boner. Uh, no, Bob <laughs> used to play in a uh, <laughs> noteworthy Fort Worth hardcore punk band called Raging Boner, aka yeah. Aging Boner. Yeah, now <laughs> it's Aging, Aging Boner. Boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. <clears throat> um, so, how long has CI been a project? Peter and I started working on this stuff. Uh, I think was it 2014, Peter? That sounds right. Ish. Yeah, the end of 2014. We had been in another band called Unraveler with Andrew as well, and uh, that went downhill. And I, I quit that band, and then uh, we were kind of we were kind of left with uh, nothing to do there. And I still wanted to jam with Peter, and I was going back to school at the time too. So I would. Uh, Peter would come over to my house one day on the weekends and stuff, and we would we would hash out riffs. Uh, we tried stuff out with a different drummer up in Denton that also didn't work out, <laughs> and I I missed jamming with my friends, so we we fired him and got Andrew back on board, and it's been that's what I feel like it needed. So it's been uphill since then. Bobby came on shortly after that and kind of worked itself out. Yeah, I don't know um, how many nominations you have to get to be put on the weekly list or whatever but like i nominated you guys for like best new band and then oh, i did thank you and then but i didn't realize that you aren't really a new band and i told derek yesterday i was like yeah because they're not really a new band because it doesn't matter he's like he, he's like if they're new on our radar then we played our first show almost exactly a year ago so we're kind yeah, of new we worked okay. on this stuff a whole lot before we went out i just you know every other band that we've i think all of us have ever been in uh you know, you start playing shows, and before you know it, you've played shows for two years, and you don't have anything recorded yet, and that's such a frustrating feeling when oh, sure. you yeah. finish playing a set, and somebody, 
you know, you get actually, you know, one person that comes up to you afterwards that actually liked what you did. <laughs> and they want a CD. And, and they want a CD. And you're like, sorry, I don't have anything. We're going to record sometimes, you know. Yeah. So this time we kind of decided that we wanted to have all of our, all of our shit together uh, before we played a show. So before we played a show, we had our album all finished. We okay, had CDs yeah. made. We had shirts made. We had all that stuff together so that we could move forward and move on to the next thing. Best first show we ever played. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Where was that at? Best first show I've ever Tent played. Panther. Any band, really? Yeah, that's our that's our home away from the practice space. Oh, yeah, the Tent Panther. We, we got to thank Tyler and everybody that's helped yeah. helped book yeah, us up there. Yeah, that's a great there. place it's, to play a show. It's awesome. They've been really nice to us. It's yeah, fine. Awesome. Yeah, we go up there a lot. We saw um, we were up there just a, a few weeks ago seeing um, a band play. The first time I saw you guys play was at was it called Growl? Yep. Right. Yeah, the little yeah. comic book store. Our second, oh, oh that's right, <laughs> yeah. second home away from. Yeah, we have yeah. two headquarters. Division of Panther. <laughs> I always call it Division. Division Brewing. Division yeah. Brewery. Now, one that, of these days we'll tour and go to Dallas. So, <laughs> now, Zach, is that is that the place that you were wanting to talk, to talk about? No, 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 new main brewery. I, I was talking about the um, Deep Ellum Brewery. The Deep Ellum Brewery in uh, Funktown on um, Fort Worth. The one where the Grotto used to be. Or next to it, yeah. The Austin City Tacos is where the grotto used to be. All right, never mind. No, it's okay. So it's where sardines used to be? Yeah, uh, no. It's not. After sardines moved? It it was um, was like a sportswear place. Okay. They have bands that play in there? I didn't know that. I just went in there for the first time like a week ago. It's pretty cool. I didn't know they had bands to play in there, though. Did you say that the Deep Ellen Brewery is next to Austin Tacos? Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, Fort Worth. in Fort Worth. I know. <laughs> I know. You, you saw that That's Central Track funny. article that was like listing all the best places in Fort Worth and they were all restaurants that started in With, Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. It was they're pretty so, shitty. They're so snarky. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was just funny. Yeah, uh, so I'm glad that uh, most of the guys that I have in, in, in here are anywhere from the ages of gosh on the young end 17 18 up to like but usually in the mid sorry in the mid 20s 25 26 27 30 whatever it's good to have some older guys in here <laughs> they know what what sardines is you know because <laughs> it's you know or like that took their girlfriends on dates yeah there. i did right. all the time yeah no it was just it was different i was talking um last week about J&J's Blues Bar, cause, which was used to be the Tim Panther. Exactly. Or, which is the Tim Panther now that used to be oh. J&J's Blues Bar. But uh, did you ever go to J&J's Hideaway? It was across the street from the rec room? Yes. I walked past there a bunch of times. Great. Didn't they have like a, like a stone wall with like a bunch of like melted candles and shit? It like, seems like it. It's real small inside. Yeah, I walked past there a bunch it when I was walking it, to the rec room. It, <laughs> felt, it felt like drinking in like um, Three's Company or something. Did something, it have, yeah. They had like a sunken living room type thing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I went in there one time. It was yeah. a great place to also me take and, dates. Me and Max you know? went in there. Yeah. You go to a Sardines and have dinner. Then you'd go over there and you'd have a few drinks and maybe walk across the street to the, to the rec room and see a band play. It was awesome. It was yeah. just, you know, that whole thing. I remember like when, when whenever they tore down the uh, Texas State Theater or whatever that was remember the uh-huh. old theater it's like that still bums me out yeah that used to be there didn't they do that by accident at uh, first yeah that's what they say because there was <laughs> accidentally there was, on they were going to tear it down yeah. and then they actually had um, they had a waiver for them to wait like a couple of weeks so they could get it historically thing mm-hmm. where so it would be t- t- tore down but the contractors didn't notice that and tore it down by accident when did oops this, when did this happen gosh 20 years ago oh okay <laughs> right yeah, it's it was been a long time before they tore down the rec room. Yeah, but 
that was kind of the beginning of all that over there. Yeah, that was the beginning of the end. The rec room was kind of the end of the. It's like, oh, well, yeah. it's, we're done with this now. We're. I, I drive. I drive over there. I don't even recognize it. I can't even tell you where the rec room used to be at, or where the oh, I know. Seventh Street like, Theater, or whatever it was, what used to be at. And Ten stories tall now. <laughs> yeah. No. Across but the street from the Blue Crab, not the Blue Crab. What's that? Yeah. What's the sushi place over there? Purple Oyster, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Crab's on Camp Bowie. That's yeah. a good place, too. Yeah, I never eat sushi. So I don't know any of the sushi places. I think it's just called Blue Sushi. Blue Sushi, Blue that's sushi. it. Blue Crab is just seafood, and that's on Camp Bowie. So is Blue Sushi awesome. good? Or oh, was fucking great. Yeah, it's good. I'm, I don't mean the place to eat. I mean, if you actually had a piece of sushi that was blue, that's a good thing? Oh, no, never, never tried that. <laughs> Probably not. All right, okay. <laughs> that seems it's unsafe. Ink. It would depend. Okay. <laughs> I went to say eat sushi yesterday. It's really good. Expensive. The wife loves sushi. Yeah. So Blue Sushi does a happy hour before like eight o'clock, like most weeknights. It's like half price on other shit. Oh, nice. I like that they have blue balls as an appetizer. Blue balls. <laughs> it was good nice. with a raging bone. Delectable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, speaking of merch, I think so. Whenever I was at the Growler Show, didn't you tell me that, or the Growler Show, didn't you tell me that you guys had sold or are selling um, dugouts? Yeah. I yes. Think that, I think that's cool. Our friend Anton, uh, who is an absolute fixture in the music scene around here in general, uh, he has a business called Toke Mage, tokemage.com. Uh, you can put that in the show notes. I don't know if you guys do show notes. Yeah, what's it called? Toke? Tokemage.com. M-A-G-E? Yeah. And Anton throws a birthday party every summer for himself and uh, invites bands that he's been listening to for the last year to open or come play and it, it was a, a good early show for us it was our first time playing it at growl and uh he made us a bunch of dugouts with our logo on it that's he made those as kind of gifts to all the bands that played at his party so that's cool yeah that's a fantastic thing and i believe we've shifted a couple of those units right haven't we sold some i think my wife has one Okay, so Ben stole one, but I think we sold some for money. <laughs> yeah, so probably uh, I think we did sell a couple, perhaps, maybe. Why would I think? No, we still have some available. Really nice. <laughs> yeah, we're not sold out yet. So, no, I think that's cool. I I like band merch, especially whenever they do something a little different than when you're you're like, oh, here's a shirt, here's a, you know. Here's some panties. You know, yeah, here's some panties. Here's a dugout. <laughs> there was a, a band called Stud Farm in our old practice space. They had they sold panties. Oh, like a lot of thongs. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, didn't Vodio do panties? Or I know Ansley or <laughs> Panic Volcanic, they did the Yeah, we're gonna start with tiny tiny ones. <laughs> Are you just fruit of the loom, but with mean motor scooter written in Ink? Um, Sharpie. Sharpie. Oh. Yeah. Are you doing them on the seat or on the uh, oh, on the seat for yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, going back to the generational thing you mentioned before, uh, we do a brisk trade in baby clothes. Um, there are a lot of parents in our demographic, and so we've sold a lot of... Uh, my daughter actually has a CI shirt, and uh, and I think that's posted Yeah, somewhere. we've used that <laughs> We've used that online. Amelia yeah. wearing the, uh, the very small merch. Yeah, yeah. Um, but those... It's, she's outgrowing it now. But a lot of people want them. Really, yeah, so really look, cute. check Once Upon a Child if you can't find our stuff anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Now, there's a um, there's a few bands that have done, or a few places that have done, like the like the onesies and stuff. I remember they used to be able to get like a Fort Worth, uh, not a Fort Worth, um, keep Fort Worth Funky onesie mm-hmm. yeah. or you know, different bands. But yeah, it's usually, God, why I keep hitting this thing? I'm <laughs> keep my hands still. Flailing around. Just flailing around. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, when you get to, to be our age or whatever, you have kids and you like and it's um at 
at times I, th- I think it's really cool. I think it's cool to see kids in local band shirts. Um, it it always weirds me out to see them like in like a three year old. Like my son always wore like a Nirvana shirt. I'm like, you don't know nothing about Nirvana. You don't. Why does he have a Nirvana shirt? You know, <laughs> my wife's like, you know, because she likes Nirvana. I'm like, but he doesn't. Know. He needs to be into it. Don't yeah. raise him to be a poser. <laughs> I mean, he looks cool. I mean, his hair was all long and stuff. He had his you know, Nirvana shirt on. I'm like, yeah. if the dog's got you know long bleach hair with the roots showing it's cool <laughs> as long as he wears you know a flannel over the nirvana shirt it's fine yeah. it's yeah. A hey, andrew i'm gonna get i'm gonna get your little girl a gg allen shirt oh yeah. fuck yeah. that <laughs> there's a lot of stuff like that though where it's obviously just the parents are you know it's no different than a dog sweater that's true you've got infants in biker jackets with no, metallica patches Man, on the back or whatever mm-hmm. yeah no that's that's all it is it's just your now your kids your billboard to show what you like or whatever that's cool. but you know but i'm like yeah i just want to go up to like little kids and be like you know what do you know about the sex pistols you're four <laughs> you know, name one song I got a rope, mommy. <laughs> you know? so um all right so the uh the next song i wanted to showcase the, the this week was a def a f w o l f wall yeah, uh, I was looking at the podcast on my podcast aggregator of choice, and I did not see the explicit tag. Are we staying away from explicit tag territory? Okay, no, we can cuss and <laughs> a <laughs> fucking waste of life. Uh, yeah, so that's the, the uh, initialism there. Have we not been swearing this whole time? I I heard shit earlier, but we always it's hard to. There used contain. to be a time when we we were played on the pirate radio station and so we'd always try to keep the swearing out gotcha. we need to tell them to put the explicit on there that'd be you know full compliance with like the uh uptight itunes mm. policy or whatever i don't know if you guys are going to get you know we busted been, we haven't been dinged yet yeah no how, how i just need change? to change that how I think. do you change that i think it's on my side I know I can change it in GarageBand. Like whenever I do it, I usually put. Well, you could put down. beeps in there. We could just beep. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he used to do that. Yeah, just use the single yeah. generator plug-in, uh, sine wave. No, I know how to do 20 it. Twenty decibels below one yeah. k. It's just then he has to go back and listen to the whole show again. He's like, damn it, where do they say the words? Yeah. Well, you try to mark it when we do it. I used to. Yeah, I put but, a marker down. Yeah, no, we stopped doing that after a while. It just got to be. It's. It's not that you have to swear. You know, I mean. I'm, you know what I mean? It's like, but I want people to be their authentic self. And if you authentically just sometimes say shit or fuck or whatever, then, you know, I don't want people to be self, you know, to like edit themselves on here. It's just, just it, it's more natural. People aren't trying to walk around on their tippy toes not to say the right thing. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you can't even <clears throat> talk about a song because the F stands for fuck. It's like, well, how am I going to walk around this? You know, it's much easier to just be like, yeah, we can cuss. <laughs> you know. But uh, so, what was it again? It's a, a frustrating waste of life. <laughs> a frustrating <laughs> waste of life. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's works. another one taken from a from a movie from a great scene in a movie called The Ref. Yeah, that's remember when his buddy favorite, yeah. his buddy Maury sitting at the bar Murray, and Dennis yeah. Leary. Yeah, Murray, Murray. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dennis Leary calls him up and the bartender. So Murray here. Yeah, is there a Murray here? And then Murray doesn't answer. And so the bartender asks, "Is there a fucking waste of life named Murray? Yeah. Named Murray?" <laughs> and he picks. He her, he, then, then he knows it's. I mean, that kind of ties into the uh, the whole the whole contemplating and impermanence thing too. Is is uh, something that it makes me think of is is living life to the fullest. 
we're not going to be here forever. And uh, not only is that title funny, <laughs> it right. comes from a great line in a movie, yeah, but a movie. it's also, you know, don't waste your fucking life. <laughs> don't be a waste of life. Right. That's well, awesome. Don't be I didn't know that. Don't, don't be a Murray, yeah. <laughs> don't, be, don't be Murray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's check this out.
and welcome back to the Funk Down Podcast. That was A-F-W-O-L, or A Fucking Waste of Life, by C.I. Good song, guys. Thank you for uh, sharing it with us. Um, if you have any uh, questions or comments for uh, the guys with C.I., email us at funktownpodcast at gmail.com. It's a great thing to do. We did get a couple messages. Um, oh, we did. But there's no emails to read, but... Two weeks ago, Susie came on and we were talking about the Methinks at the uh, Halton Theater, whatever, mm-hmm. and I asked him if they played God Bless Halton City last, and she said no. And I go, what did they play last? She's like, I don't remember. Anyways, I got a message from Is Dustin saying they most definitely played God Bless Halton City last, and Marlon wrote me and said, Susie's drunk. They definitely played God Bless <laughs> Halton <why>. City last. <laughs> when, I, when I told Susie to get the fuck out of my house, I, I did mean it. Oh, <laughs> because, yeah. Yeah, it's just she was. Well, so, God Bless Halton City, and God Bless the Methinks. And then also, we got... Robotuner songs, which were played at the beginning of last week's show. If you haven't heard that, go back mm-hmm. and listen to the very first part of last week's show to hear Choke Your Chicken. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> it's funny, man. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Choke your chick. Anyways, God bless Robotuner. God bless Robotuner. And God bless us all. Are you ready for the Zach Lips? Town Podcast. Zach Lips. Oh, thank you so much, See, I think you need singing like that over... No, no, no. I mean, their oh, band. They need to have Allison <laughs> singing for their band. She could do like opera while they're doing their metal. Awesome. That'd be awesome. Well, does she have a MySpace or anything? I mean, you know, <laughs> put us in touch. Yeah. Uh, AIM or something like that. We'll follow yeah, the directions oh, yeah. at the, the uh, beginning of the program. Yeah, I think, yeah, she's on one of the user. Angel Fire. Yeah. <laughs> you can reach her by pigeon. Carrier pigeon. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go uh, studio uh, counterclockwise as usual. Hey Andrew, can I have an adjective? Uh, and that's and. a conjunction. That's con- oh, it's a conjunction. Wait, well, shit! It's adjective. been a long time since I've described something. It was an English class. And I just have oh, descriptive. Something. Yeah. Descriptive. Oh right, right. Uh, furry. There furry. You go. I thought, I thought you were saying an adjective and and and, 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 and what, else? what? 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 How about a fucking challenge? <laughs> and my dick. <laughs> Wait, is and a preposition uh, or a conjunction? It's I think a conjunction. conjunction. I think that's yeah. right. Okay, good. Or is it article? Right? No. 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 That's no. Be and I used to a. know it. The and or and but those. that's those are conjunction. Uh, conjunction. Conjunction. Yes. Um, <laughs> ben, can I have a plural noun? Or a noun and a noun. Hippies. Hippies. All the punks are gonna sing hippies. It's the thing that only eats hippies. Bob, can I have a noun? Like a regular noun. Oh, it's a noun? Yep. Oh. Ball. Ball? Okay. Awesome. Hey, Peter. How you doing? Excellent. Can I have an adjective? Tired. Tired. I liked the acting out. There should be more of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Act out your adjective. <laughs> Not acting. Jeff, can I have a noun? <laughs> uh, how about Frankfurter? Frankfurter. Joe, uh, can you shout really loud a number? Four. <laughs> what was that? 
I got it, but I don't know if any of the listeners. Nobody got heard. It. Nobody <laughs> heard Jason Joe say four. Um, Andrew, can I have an adjective? It's one of those descriptive ones again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Um, hard. Hard. <laughs> I know where this oh, is going. Oh, shit. Moist was the best one. Yeah. I wouldn't think of I, that. One. I wrote it in pen. Yeah. <laughs> ben, can I have a place? Deep Ellum. Deep Ellum. Nice. Right, right down the street, right? The, 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 the brewery? Yeah, that's that's the only reason it, that, that place is allowed on Funky Sound Podcast is because there's a Deep Ellum brewery here. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'd, we'd, we'd be banned. Oh, by the way, this week's episode is sponsored by Deep Ellen Brewery. Did I not tell you all that? Oh. oh. Thank you, Deep Ellen Brewery. Thank you for the, the best the of fine, times. Fine yeah. Brewery. Just kidding. <laughs> it's really sponsored by McDonald's. Oh. I'm, loving it. I'm yeah. loving it. Um, Bob, can I have a person in the room who is male? Ben. Ben. Cat. Dover. Cat's yeah. name is Artie. Artie, yeah. Artie's a boy. Not a person. Oh, right, not a person. He, should, he did specify Or person. an adjective. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's an adjective again? Peter can show you. Can I have an adjective? What is it? Leftover. Leftover. Could also be used as a noun, but I'm using it as an adjective right now. <laughs> mm. Leftover lasagna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jeff, can I have an adjective? Um, how about that's <clears throat> almost something really good. I don't know. We'll just do gorgeous. It's not great, but it's got a hard G. Gore, gore, gore. All right, Joe. Can I have a a really loud plural noun? What did he say, elk? He said elk. Okay. I, I thought you were going to say something loud, like cannon or something. You know, bang, boom. But, uh. you wanted, but, you, but you wanted the plural noun to be loud. I thought he wanted a loud plural noun, oh, like cannons or motorcycles or, you know, guitars, all things that are loud. I knew what that was. R- right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew, can I have a part of the body? Oh, uh, no, you're not allowed to answer this one. Toe, toe, toe. Yes, God. you toe up. <laughs> toe up, blow up. From the flow up. <laughs> I would keep thinking you're reaching for a stoner joke of the day. No, I was gonna. He's looking up how to say the word penis. I wasn't looking up. <laughs> just because he said that, I was gonna play. You'll have to have heard this song. My dick cost a late night fee. Yo dick got the uh, HIV. Yeah, I've heard that. My dick plays on the double feature screen. Yo dick went straight to DVD. My dick <laughs> bigger than a bridge. Yo dick look like a little kid. My dick large like the Chargers. The whole team. Yo shit look like you 14. It's funny, man. These lyrics are hilarious, man. It's the funniest <laughs> dick song that there is out there. And whenever he said name a body part, I want to be like, my, my dick. dick. 
we got to hear the Rafferty cover before it's yeah. before it's all yeah. over here. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy that does the My Dick songs on Bandcamp needs to do a cover yeah. of My Dick. Maybe we can go out with <laughs> oh, that. Oh, but wait, you would, you'd have to do like a you'd have to do a straight cover of it. Yeah, change, yeah. There, change, change, change all the My Dicks to something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it would be. Yeah, my, be my love. Yeah, my love. <laughs> so sorry, I didn't mean shoot the wheels off. It's okay. Ben can have a noun. Dick. Dick. My dick. Gross. I got virgin ears over here. <laughs> it's a sporting goods store. Uh, yeah, it Dick's is sporting goods. Mm-hmm. It's a last resort. I don't know where your mind is. Uh, sure. mind At is. a bachelorette party. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, um, Bob, can I have an adjective? Juicy. Juicy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Way better than moist. Oh, yeah. Sloppy is a good one. I guess juicy is like more moist <laughs> than moist. Right? Yeah. I wish I would have said sloppy instead of gorgeous. It's like a yeah. wet, moist. I wrote it yeah. in juicy. Mm. All right, fuck down podcast. Zach lives. This is a Zach live entitled Undead Classified Ads. Are you a furry vampire, zombie, mummy, or ghoul in need of that special something? Look no further than the new Undead Times classified ads, where you'll find all the hippies your evil heart desires. Skeleton seeks single, bony ball, male skeleton seeking a tired, easygoing, and frankenfurter loving lady skeleton to wine and dine. That's me. Must have all four bones intact. <laughs> Those with hard personalities preferred. Coffin for sale, perfect condition, used for only two centuries. Great for a bedroom, basement, or the deep elm. Or deep <laughs> Contact Count Ben for details. Leftover inquiries only. Zombie puppies for adoption. These gorgeous little creatures might tear up your favorite pair of elk, foam at the toe, or try to turn you into a dick, but who cares? <laughs> New dick would come in. Him. They're just too <laughs> juicy to pass up. <laughs> Funk Town Podcast, Zach lives. <sighs> Have you ever had a foamy toe? Um, foamy yeah. toes are not good. That's like a grasshopper, but then they, you put like an extra <laughs> shot of vermouth in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if there's anybody out there that can make a grasshopper with an extra shot of vermouth, you have to do it and call it the foamy toe. <laughs> Joe's foamy toe, as a matter of fact. Um. Yes, uh, so yesterday, so we went up there to hang out with everybody making the record, and uh, we're gonna, I'm going to release that show, I think. This will come out Tuesday, and then I think that one will come out probably Thursday or Friday. But one of the things um, Eric asked me yesterday, he has a little girl who's like eight months old, and he's like, he's like Eric Griffey, which is... Oh, uh, I went to school with him. Oh, did you? He's a super nice guy. Yeah, super Great. nice guy. Yeah, so he's um, doing all the music stuff for the fourth weekly and he was there kind of getting all the bands and make sure that they got their their song done and all that stuff um but he'd asked me if i if i'm ever get nervous because my daughter's 14 and um about her dating he's like man my my, my kid's eight months old and I'm, I'm i worry about that every every night you know that she's gonna grow up 13 14 15 and start dating boys and all this kind of stuff and i was like man i don't worry about that i go i worry about creeps i worry about some asshole jumping out and grabbing my kid and running off with them and then later that day mm. right over here i heard about this yeah it was real close to here some it fucking, was literally like four or five blocks. Yeah, it was literally right down this. Yeah. Right, it was sixth and Loudon. I mean, it's not. And that was like I was leaving the neighborhood to go to our gig in Dallas, at, like at the fucking time that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and my yeah. wife went. She went down to the store to go to 
Fiesta, and as she was going that way, there was a bunch of cop cars around six, and so she took her right down to Canty and went to Fiesta that way. She didn't think anything about it. Then when she came home, she gets on her phone, and she's like, oh, my God, and, and then she tells me, and we're like, oh. And of course, she goes to her son, who's six, and she's like, "This is why you don't leave my side," <laughs> you know, and yeah. you know, and then we told Zoe, and you know, and all, all that kind of stuff. And then you wake up in the morning and find out that she was found or whatever. But it's like it was amazing to see the amount of people that I mean, Facebook blew up immediately. Everybody's posting it, everybody's sharing it, you know. The, everybody in the neighborhood is out driving around and stuff, and um, about nine hours when they. Yeah, it was eight or nine hours from when they got you know, and she was found safe. They took her to the doctor and they did. The, oh, good. They did the exam and everything. And I thought we were talking about a completely different outcome. <laughs> I hadn't heard about it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they found her like it. So everything is online and stuff. And uh, some people at so I don't know where they're at, but they said there were some church people or whatever. They saw it and went out and started driving around and looking at hotels. And over off Forest Hill at, at a hotel, they saw the car. And they called really? it in, and they came in, and they matched the car, and the cops went inside and found the girl and found the guy, and they arrested him, and wow. they took her to to, to 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 the doctor and said that she's good, she wasn't hurt. So I'm assuming they did like a rape kit and stuff. I mean, the girl's eight, eight years yeah, old. That's awful, you know. Man. But so, but she was, and you do, know. Do, do they have any idea if the guy had like a connection to her or? They said it didn't. The, as far as the paper, because they they released his name and picture, That's and the dude looks the, the the dude looks scary. I mean, black dude was just bald headed, kind of got bumps on his head and stuff. He just looks like he just looks, you know, well, maybe he's mentally or whatever disabled, you know, person. So maybe, is it going to look like strange that there are? Seven, I think it's fifty one, yeah. fifty seven. He, he's, he's in his fifties. Go ahead. Will it will it look strange that there are three gray Honda elements parked right behind each other, two blocks from here? I don't know. <laughs> I think really only only one of them is yeah, suspicious, and, a, and that's mine. <laughs> right. And it was no a, front license plate. It's uh, <laughs> the only one that looks like rapey. Yeah, I think there was somebody. All on of the, the back page. seats are removed. <laughs> right. Mine looks like yours is going to look in about eight years, bud. <laughs> yeah, they, he drove a, four, a 500, Ford 500, Chevy 500, something uh-huh. like 500. But uh, yeah, some guy in the neighborhood was was bitching because he's got a gray car outside in his house it doesn't even run but the cops came by a couple times and asking him about his car and where he was and he's like kind of irritated that they're like everybody's like dude get over it yeah, we're, look, we're looking for a little girl you fucking just get over sorry, sorry that you have a gray car <laughs> you know answer the questions and then just fucking get over it we're yeah. you know trying to do something here but anyways as much hell as I give the, the I don't guess I really give hell to anybody but as much as I get irritated with the Fairmont page and social media and stuff in, in general and all the bullshit that we're always fighting and bickering over all this stuff. It's so great to see everybody come to, 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 to together. And I really think that this neighborhood over here, just this area of, of town, is something different. It, mm-hmm. it, it, whenever something like that happens, like everybody was like, oh. Yeah. I like to think that it would happen in any neighborhood in, in, in town, but I just don't know that it would happen to the extent that it happens like it happens here. Cause well, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Fairmont's, even though it's a pretty big and dense neighborhood, I think it's, um, I don't know, people tend to be more neighborly, people tend to like know their neighbors. You know, they really try it, you know, yeah. know each other, you know, better than, I mean, like, I lived in Arlington Heights for almost as long as I lived here, and I know fucking way more people here than I ever did there. there yeah. Yeah, it's just a different kind of thing. The my kid's kindergarten teacher, I believe, was this girl's kindergarten teacher a couple of years ago because she was quoted in, in the news. I think as soon as she heard about it, she went over there to see if she can help out or anyway, you know, whatever. It's just like so. I don't know. I like the city because it's a big city, but it still feels like a small town. And whenever something's yes. kind of crazy like this 
sense of community happen you know you really it kind of makes it feel a little smaller you know and it's just yeah yeah, there's always a bad ending i woke this morning and i found out that they found the girls like oh my god it's like this always ends terribly Mm. i'm so glad that there was a happy ending with with this one or whatever because it Mm. usually doesn't you know in that way and it's just so scary when it's a couple of streets over you're like all right kids no, n- sorry nobody's going outside <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> we're all staying well inside. we don't know about the ones the happy endings most of the time because we hear most of the bad endings you that's know that's true because yeah. i mean if it bleeds it leads you know if it's right if it's it's more entertaining that way i suppose and i really don't know that it's any scarier or any worse these days out there for kids than it ever has been mm-hmm. it just seems like because we know about it all of it right you know, we see it so much and yeah you I know. kind of avoid the news a lot. But <laughs> I just don't really. I just kind of live in a little bubble in my own little world. <laughs> I, I do the same thing sometimes. It's just better that way. Yeah. You because know, no, but it's just different whenever you don't know the people or they're from Missouri or they're from New York or they're from some, somewhere else. You're like, oh, what a terrible story. That's tragic, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But you kind of just go on with your life. But yeah, know, I mean, it's like, whoa. My life must go on. You know. This stuff happened right here, and the kids yeah. my kids' school, and this, that, and the other. Yeah, and it gets you all this fear going, and yeah, you just start working yourself into fear consciousness, and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of fuck that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you guys have any shows coming up over the next few weeks, or do you want to plug? I think our next, our next one may be on June twenty second with Uberduber, right? Yes, I think we're, we're I'm working on that one as of today, so that'll be at the Tin Panther on June twenty second. And we have one after that also at the Tin Panther on July 26th. Okay. Um, Both Saturdays. Is there any local bands that you guys are really into? Like I've seen you play with like Stone Machine, Electric. Super um, nice guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm a no huge fan of their music and uh, a real admirer of what Mark and Dub do as musicians and the way that they've... Uh, stayed true to themselves as right. as creators for so long yeah i just wondered if y'all had like any local bands that y'all like to go out and see or you prefer to play with or enjoy playing not you know but for quite a while it seemed like we might never play a show without playing with vorvon we played with them the, the first several <laughs> times that we machine. played yeah and uh yeah again and those vorvon, are all all of ray's bands are i mean known ray forever he's yeah. a super nice guy uh me thanks vorvon FTW, we've played with a bunch of times. That's uh, cool. Yeah, Ray's in the hospital, so shout out to Ray. Is he back in? Yeah, he's back in. Oh, I think man. Susie went and saw him yesterday. Uh-huh. Love you, Ray. So, <laughs> yeah, shout out yeah, to Ray. Awesome. Do that. That's cool. Yeah, because I was going to ask about Vorvon, too. You know. Yeah, Rick also. We, we Until, uh, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Until he cl- had to close down uh, Grindstone, we were, we were all over there in his his practice space for a long time so out of the four of us really only ben has been a member of vorvon oh yeah i i, I think everybody here's not <laughs> everybody in fort worth's been a member played no, no, bass no, for vorvon no, here at there. some point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i played fun. with them for a couple weeks while they were trying to find someone else <laughs> <laughs> the Great process guys. sped up after, yeah. after so what is ray doing in Vorvon, is it, is it plays drums. Oh, that's interesting. I don't think I've ever seen him play. He does drums in Vorvon and FTW, and then plays bass and vocals in Methinks. Methinks, yeah. and does vocals for Stoogophilia. Yeah, yeah. Now, wasn't Steve Stewart in Vorvon for a hot second? Yes. There is? Yes, for a long time. I don't know if he still is or not. The last couple of times I saw him, saw them, it was just uh, uh, Will was playing bass for them again, okay. so... But I think originally it was Steve and Will both on bass. They're, that was their thing, that they had two yeah. bass players and one guitar. 
opposite from everyone else. Yeah. Did they do like the harmony bass solos? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did harmonies. They did different bass lines at the same time that worked together. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and so you guys are working on some new stuff. Yeah. Like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gradually. Uh, it's you know not on any kind of a schedule, but uh, we have maybe half. Uh, records worth of stuff done now i don't know yeah we're getting there we we're farther along songs. than we thought we were going to be yeah. <laughs> we it's finished the first one and then we were thinking we didn't have anything new and the ideas were coming slowly so we were thinking we, we were wondering if we were going to ever have anything else we got a couple of buns in the oven yeah we yeah. got <clears throat> and we, we came up with one and peter peter came up with another one right after that and after those started getting going it seems like some other ideas started flowing so it seems like things are moving well yeah um, where do y'all do the recording at? That's well, why it takes forever. <laughs> we do it ourselves. Yeah. Well, we, we record the drums at Unity. Do you? Yeah. And uh, then we record the guitars at... Um, everywhere else. Everywhere else. <laughs> so on this Wherever record, some of it was recorded at your sister's house, right? Yeah. Yeah. The acoustic was recorded at my sister's and then all the electrics at yours. Uh, yeah. I can't remember if anything I recorded in the grindstone spaces on there or not. Yeah. But I recorded all of Ben's parts at my house and... Some are all of my parts at my house, and then Bob yeah, came over to my house. Your house, and then Andrew mixed it. Andrew and I are both audio professionals, so we have a lot of uh, tools of the trade. A lot of equity there, <laughs> but I ran into a thing where I would get home from 40, 45 hours of audio work, and yeah, wasn't really jazzed to do more audio work that was <laughs> like mechanic work on his own and car. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. I put off the last 10 percent of our record for just a ridiculous long time yeah i think the drums were in the can for more than a calendar year yeah before, <laughs> before we, we actually the yeah. Oh. i don't see how you guys do it like that's that's a lot of listening and a lot of tweaking and stuff it'd be I like mean, it'd just be easier just to go into the studio and just knock it out then you don't have to worry about it i just got to a point where not having it done hurt more than trying to do it yeah <laughs> I just don't like, you know, being in the studio and being like, oh, my God, every minute is like, you know, it's like a couple bucks. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I just see you guys work on it and you put so much passion and effort into it. It seems like it's just like a lot of work. It seems like it stretches you guys out. I was, I was always wondering why you do it. That's part of the yeah. fun, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it didn't stress me out this last time because everything was together. I mean, it was well recorded. Well, me and, so, me and Andrew were in a band called Caddis before we were in this. That party. was stressful. Yeah, we that was a that fucking nightmare. That was pretty, yeah, I know you were stressed out behind that. one. Because of all the latency, I mean, we were sabotaged because of the because of Kenneth taking my computer and using it for the bagger recording. Uh, so, like, I mean, I basically, I you know, I, we were hosed on getting any decent sessions done with Nathan being like, well, I only got an hour and a half, maybe, you know, two hours tops. <laughs> and like, okay, well, shit, I guess we better just roll with it. And then I'm doing a whole lot of fixing and post of, uh, you know, audio files, trying to straighten them out and get them all oh, synced yeah. up to the drums. I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Well, I'm, I'm doing more fixing than mixing. It's ridiculous. Oh. But for That'd this one, fart. because yeah. we had gone through the lineup changes and Ben and I had kind of workshop Ben's songs for quite a while before we even started as a band, we really had it down on game day so mm-hmm. we set up a unity the night before and then came in the next day and we got all of andrew's drums done in maybe five hours something like that yeah yeah the whole, whole, For the whole record done. that's yeah. cool 
Yeah. Instead yeah. of sit up there on, on stage and just do the whole thing and yeah. just record the drums. Like, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, awesome. So it sounds awesome. Ben and I awesome both played in, in his headphone mix, but we just recorded the drums that day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Really cool natural reverb in that room. Yeah, yeah. it sounds really killer, the reverb. <laughs> yeah. Peter had the idea of putting a couple of large diaphragm condensers on the floor out in front of the stage. About 10 know? feet in front of the kit. 10 feet in front, and that's what I used as my overheads. I, I just took the overheads completely out, used those. It was They're like awesome. 8 feet apart, about 10 feet in front. Yeah. So you've got all this width, and yeah. it just sounds like Andrew playing drums. Right. <laughs> That's nice. Didn't um, y'all record a lot of the Animal Spirit, the first record there? We did. We recorded the first Animal Spirit record there, uh, like four of their songs that we recorded there, and then we took um, and then we took uh, their vocal. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> we recorded their vocals at another place. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I, th- I think it's cool that the church is able to do that kind yeah. of stuff. And we just did know. the track. Yeah, just the stereo track of the uh, of the. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, so that, lastly, I do want to um, give a shout-out to Parker Anderson because I thought that was really neat to, 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 to today. Most people know Parker Anderson as a lead singer, or as the drummer for um, uh, for Dead Vinyl, as well as I think he's in Rorschach and a couple of other things. Mm-hmm. He played drums for Animal Spirit and stuff. But um, he goes to church with me and a- Andrew, and uh, today Parker did the double duty of, of playing drums, and then he actually did the sermon. He got up there and did the the whole service and he was really good he was really good and <laughs> yeah. you see parker like wearing a suit and just coming out there and actually doing what the preacher does every week at first it's kind of like okay let's see how this is going to work out and he was, naturally flowed out of him yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was kind of amazing it was a natural it was pretty good yeah. he, he, he was he was really good and it was really good energy there today and yeah you know so it's always cool to see and, and andrew from um animal spirit was there you know to, oh yeah to support him and then he had dead vinyl basically as the church band Right, <laughs> minus their singer Hayden or whatever. It's the, yeah. um, it was a cool service, and it's just neat. I like to see. I like it whenever my local rock music kind of world kind of mixes in with the with the church stuff. I, I love it when when the crossover you know happens. That's why I was real excited to have you on the show this week, Andrew. You know, because nice. we've known each other now. God, it's got to be like fifteen years or yeah. at least over ten. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Cause, I mean ever since you baby. started with Unity, I'm yeah. sure. Cause, I mean, I've been working there since two thousand one. Yeah. And I mean, I went there since 1980. <laughs> yeah. And so we've been going, Zoe was born 2004, so it was probably right about 2004, 2005. So, yeah. 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 It's cool. It's, it's real cool. And uh, do you still work at uh, uh, Funimation? Yes, I work at Funimation. Yeah. I've been there for 16 years. I think that's so one of the neatest things. Peter has been there a little bit less time than I. Yeah, this fall makes, what will it be, 14 for me. So do y'all, y'all just do like mixing, like sounds like whatever? Y'all? I'm a mix engineer. Uh-huh. And Peter and I, uh, I worked in the recording studios, so working with the directors and actors for about ten years, and now I supervise everybody who does that job. So I make sure there's an engineer there whenever there's a session. I think that's a great job. I wish I could do voice acting. I'd want to do the voice acting on there because it's all the Japanese animation stuff, you know, the, where they work. It's cool. Well, I mean, I think they. I don't know how often they do open auditions. I get people asking me about that, and I'm like, whoa. I don't know. <laughs> well, because it's not what you do, here. you know, so you wouldn't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that'd be neat. That's really cool. All right. Um, so the last song is The Stress. What is it called? The Stress of Bitter ex- Is it The Stress of Bitter Existence? The right? Stress of Bitter Experience. Experience. Yeah. One with the acoustic in it. It's yeah. Pretty. <laughs> um, it's an instrumental as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a good one. I, I liked the way... Um, I like the way the album closed out. That's kind of why I wanted to pick this to close out the show because I think it's a good closer. It is a song. good closer. Yeah. And Wayne Grove is a good opener too, I think. Yeah. 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 Really um, 
but yeah, I, th- I really enjoy listening, you know, to this album, you guys, and I look forward to seeing what you guys come out with next. You know, thank you very much, man. Yeah, but yeah, I recommend. Really anybody. appreciate it. It's nice to meet you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah, yes. really appreciate being on the show. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot of fun. fun. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, we've had a lot of people on here. We always have a good time. Yeah. So, yeah, I never got. A, I never had a chance to get Caddis on. Whenever you were doing that, right, yeah. right, we were gonna do that. Yeah. I know, I know. So that would have been awesome. It would. It would have been fun. Yeah, would have been really cool. But this is cool, man. And so everybody, get out and um, they can find you on Bandcamp. And then, are you like on um, iTunes and Spotify and that kind of stuff, or just kind of Bandcamp for right now? Just Bandcamp for the music, and then we have a Facebook page that we use to keep in touch with everybody's grandma. Yeah, I think I think the Facebook is at Constant Irritation. Yeah, that's it. And then the Bandcamp is cimusic.bandcamp.com. I know that when I found it on Facebook, I typed in the search bar C period I period. But you have to put the periods. If you just put CI, yep. you're not going to find okay. it. you got to do C period I period. And that I've never, f- for some reason, uh, every time you look for something that's that's your own page, it pops up automatically. So I've page, always, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I've always had a really hard time figuring out how difficult it is to find my own band. <laughs> it took me a second because I wasn't using at, at the periods. But as soon as I put C period, I period, it, it popped right up. And so, um, yeah, see, Joe just pulled, popped it right up pretty easy. Yeah. So everybody... Um, they should fix their algorithm to make it work without the periods as well. <laughs> yeah, put that in yeah. the suggestion box yeah. there. Maybe a, you hear that, Zuckerberg? If you look up S-E-E-E-Y-E, <laughs> you'll find it that right way on it. So, all right, so we'll listen to this last one. Everybody check out the the Facebook page and the Bandcamp page and the 22nd of June at the Tin Panther and again in July. And, 20, um, 26th of July. 26th of July. And then, um, we'll have an, like I said, we'll have an extra show this week with the Frequencies Volume 10 coverage we did yesterday. Good interviews from a lot of different bands. Vodio. Yeah, that was a lot there. of fun. <clears throat> Jill Mundo was there and... I forgot who I'll be talking to. Devi and Vogue Machine yeah, and, Vogue and Machine. Eric Griffey, of course. Yeah. We talked to uh, Riker Hall. And yeah, and so that'll be out a couple of days after this one, and then the next one we'll be doing the um, – we'll actually be announcing all the uh, – or going over all the uh, nominations for the weekly awards. We'll pull out and go through the whole paper and tell everybody who, you know, who was nominated for what. And you can look it up yourself and see it, but we'd like to talk about it. Cool. So we're doing that next week, and we'll do that at the Temple of I with Dustin. And I think that's it. Anybody got anything else? Any shows y'all want to plug? Um, yeah, we're playing. What's it next Sunday at Three Links with Me Thinks Hickoids Logos? Oh yeah, the Memorial Day show mm-hmm. at Three Links Sunday. Me Thinks Hickoids the Motor Scooter. Maybe mm-hmm. a good one. I keep forgetting about that. I'm off on Monday. Yeah, it should come out. Maybe after. Maybe after we do the podcast. I'll push on the list. Dustin will twist my arm and get us to go out there with him. I need a contact for Three Links. Yeah, Scott, Scott <laughs> maybe we, maybe we can. <laughs> yeah, I bet Joe could help get you together out. afterwards. Yeah, Scott Beggs. Yeah. Scott Beggs. All right, Scott thank Beggs. you. The bitter, oh, okay, cool the place. the stress of bitter experience. Cool. Thank you. Right, right. Cool. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.